Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Junk Baller Podcast. My name is Michael Greenwood. As always, I am here with my good friend, actually best friend, Kevin Otterbein. Kevin, how you doing? Better late than never. Heyo. Are you late? Well, you said this is our latest podcast. Oh, it is our latest. You know, because it's new. Yeah. Okay. So better late All right. than never. All right. Or whatever. Jeez. Gosh. Anyway, welcome to the newest podcast. I'm not going to say latest anymore because that seems to be a problem with people here. Our newest podcast. Uh, we haven't done one in a couple weeks. It's been a little bit. I've been I've been really busy. It's been me, honestly. I've been really busy this summer. Um, since the last time we talked, I went to Cleveland. And uh, Cleveland, honestly, not that bad. I, I liked Cleveland a little bit. Um, it's small, but, you know, there's definitely some parts of Cleveland you don't want to be around. But uh, there were some good restaurants that we went to. Um, and Progressive Field was nice. Obviously, I haven't been to every ballpark yet, but um, it's lower on my list just because I've been to some pretty good ballparks. But overall, pretty good. Um, but, but yeah. So Cleveland's not the armpit of America. I mean, isn't that, is that considered Ohio, the armpit of America, or is it Cleveland itself? I guess you could expand it outward to yeah. include the whole state, right? I mean, I guess I might have been just in a good area. I don't know, but yeah. it definitely didn't seem that bad. I mean, there was we went into we had to pick our friend up from the airport, and we were a little bit early, and we decided to go in a Goodwill just to waste some time. It was pretty white trash. It was pretty bad. Like, we were, it was bad. That was the only bad part. Well, to me, I mean, I never been Ohio, but the perspective I have is that it's weird and it smells probably, which is a lot like an armpit. Okay. I don't remember any bad smells, honestly. Okay. Even the hotel was pretty good. We, we were impressed by the hotel, although it did. But anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> and then we went to Cedar Point when I was at, no, it was a long weekend. I've had a, lo- a lot of long weekends, people. I have not. I will not have a free weekend until mid-August, and I've been busy since I think the first weekend in June or something like that. Yeah. Well, while you were going out to Cleveland, I was up in New England. That's right. Where did you go? Visiting yet another ballpark, uh, notching another stadium off of my list. Went to Fenway mm-hmm. for a Red Sox and Mets game. Wearing a Yankees hat, just the hat. It's nothing else. I, he texted me. A little bit before, and I was just like, "What did you text me? You said oh. like are you ready for something, like you're ready or prepared for battle." Or no, something no, like I think I was like, "I'm surrounded." Or yeah, something. and I'm like, "Well, you you did this to yourself." Like, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't um, do that at a. Oh, no, I probably would because the Phillies rivalries really. Aren't I mean, there. to be honest, I didn't get it that bad. No, I mean, for the most part, as long as you're not being a jerk and you're just kind of enjoying yourself, people will leave you alone. Did they raise you a little bit? What did they razz you at all? There was one guy who's uh, who was like a little angry at me. <laughs> I think legit, he was a Mets fan. Yeah, um, oh yeah. But I mean, the the word I would use for Fenway is cozy. It's mm-hmm. a cozy ballpark. It's like they dropped a ballpark in the middle of a neighborhood in Boston. <laughs> it, that's kind of how that's kind of how Wrigley was a little bit. I mean, it was a little bit more. I don't know. It definitely felt like it was just the middle of a p- town, like yeah. not even like a big city, but it was a little small town, kind of like Wrigley. Um, yeah, like if it wasn't for the signs, I wouldn't know where the ballpark even was. Yeah, I would agree. That's kind of how Wrigley was because we got off the train and I was like, uh, 
oh, it's here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the when people say Fenway is small, it is a small place. Oh, okay. Because they built it on a city block, so they yeah. could fit in what they could. And for anyone who's claustrophobic, the concourses are like your worst nightmare. Yeah. It is super packed and tight. But it does have charm. Charm. It, lo- it, it looks like they renovated some things recently. Yeah. Like that the seats weren't super cramped. They had cup holders on, like, apparently Cleveland, yeah, right? Yeah, Pro- Progressive Field in Cleveland did not have cup holders. That was my biggest gripe. I had my beer in my hand. I wanted to put it down to write and to do the scorebook. And I'm like, where do I put it? And I'm so worried that someone's going to kick it over as we're, we're cheering or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I had a foul ball almost go right to me. I was five feet away. I was, I was like, almost directly behind home plate, um, maybe a little bit to the right. And... Alec Boehm hit a foul ball, and we are two rows up in the upper deck. It was literally coming right to my hand. I had my hand right there, and it was I was direct, like straight line to me, and it hit the facing of the upper deck. If it was five more feet towards me, I would have had a foul ball. Like, I wasn't dropping that thing. No way I was dropping it. I was ready. My two buddies next to me, they're like, oh, there's a foul ball holy crap that was really, really close i'm like you guys are idiots you're not even paying attention <laughs> shout out to mike and hunter <laughs> yeah. and, and shout out to uh dave and sandy croft who were gracious enough to take that hour drive to boston yeah. so i could we could go to the ballpark yeah. we only got four innings in because it got rained out but i'm still glad i got to go and it was all over social media because the concourses and everything were flooded it, it wasn't when we left it wasn't flooded yeah. like that yeah it was crammed mm-hmm. but yeah. it wasn't flooded i guess that was yeah. after we were already gone yeah so it's a little update on us you know we're not going to get into the trade deadline stuff because neither of our teams did anything super i got michael lorenzen and um castro who was in the minor leagues but lorenzen pitched well today but yeah. you guys got a, a reliever kenya middleton yeah um Super not star. exactly superstar. I mean, they already have the best ERA in baseball, bullpen wise. So I don't really understand. If you told me that, I would have not believed you. Uh, no, I'm serious. They have the best ERA you... in for the bullpen ERA. It's the best in baseball. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's surprising to me. And they got I w- a reliever. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's get better at something that we're already the best at. Um, yeah. All right. So none of our teams did anything dramatic anything um no but as of the recording of this you are you have the second wild card spot right uh we might have the first honestly i can't remember we were the f- it's either the first or the second uh you are the second second okay yeah. so the giants won okay yeah I've, i haven't been i've been keeping super track of the standings i've just been i just been know when we're in and when we're out that's kind of how it is um but I know we were projected if this season ended today, we'd play the Giants, mm. which I think I would take a three-game series against the Giants. I would do that. But And you guys are struggling a little bit. I mean, yeah, they're three games back, though it doesn't feel like no. three games back feel, at all. And I'm coming um, from a far-away perspective. It sounds like it feels like you guys are the, 15 games back. I feel like the all-star break – Except for the Royals series, they've lost almost every game. Every time I would like get a score alert, I've hardly watched the games mm-hmm. uh, because they're mostly at night. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just every time I see a loss or uh, they struck out thirty times over two games. Yeah, I want to say something real quick because you said you don't watch the games because they're at night. Kev goes to bed like in around like seven, eight o'clock, pretty yep. much. So 
we do these podcasts around six o'clock, and then as soon as we're done, Kev goes straight to bed, pretty much. Yeah, sometimes I get the sillies as we yeah. uh, record. Whereas I am up till I've been up till two in the morning the past couple of nights. I just I don't. Yeah, just whatever. So, anyway, let's move on. And I have a fun fact for us today. It's my turn to do a fun fact, and we've had a couple fun facts about this one player because honestly, you could do an entire freaking podcast on just the stats of this guy. But Tony Gwynn, he had played in his lifetime, okay, in his lifetime, 2,440 games, okay? So over 2,400 games. He has a career four-hit games of 45 of those. He had 45 career four-hit games. In his career, he also had 34 two-strikeout games. Just think about that for a second. He had more four-hit games in his career than he did two strikeout games. And he only had 34 games where he struck out twice in his entire career. 34 times. That's it. I mean, Kyle Schwarber does that in a week. <laughs> and that's not even 34 games, but he does it in a week. Yeah. It's it's truly incredible what Tony Gwynn freaking did. And He, to me, is probably the last pure hitter that I can imagine, or at least... I mean, there there's been good hitters since then. Yeah. Do you think a rise could be close? It's too early to it's tell. It's too early, but he's pretty good in terms of he doesn't strike out. He pretty much just gets the bat on the ball, and he's ridiculous at it. Yeah. I He's the closest thing I've seen to it since yeah. Tony Gwynn. It would be good to see that. Oh, I would yeah. love to see a high-average baseball player. Again. I wish he was still with the Twins, but you yeah. know, he's always with the Marlins, and he's driving me nuts. It's just... Every little thing he does, it's like, oh, freaking. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah, I like I like him. I hate that he's a Marlin, but I like yeah. him. Um, so, yeah, there's our fun fact. for the, We didn't have one last time, I think. We had a miscommunication last time, and I'm, I'm going to take the blame for it because I definitely have had bad communication. Kevin and I have had a couple miscommunications this week already with uh, scheduling for this weekend. Didn't mm-hmm. realize he was going to be in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I thought he was coming to a Frisbee tournament with me. Um, yeah, and I thought it was next weekend when it was really this weekend, the yeah. Philly Open, but so, that's okay. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, so we're now we're going to move on to our – Next thing, which we started doing recently, um, which is either a quiz or a top five of something. I remember a little bit ago, I did my top five uh, rotation um, for my generation, for what I grew up in. Um, But this time, I'm going to do a little more homegrown type of thing, because a lot of our listeners are Phillies fans. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do my top five favorite Phillies of all time. All time. All time. And I think it's because... To be fair, I didn't put, I didn't put any. Uh, no, I'll just, I'll just, I won't say anything. I'll just do my top five Phillies of all time, starting with number five. And this one could be a little bit of a controversy, just because uh, he's been in the news recently um, because he just made the Hall of Fame. But in Phillies lore, he's not really regarded as a favorite among a lot of play uh, people because he left under certain circumstances because he thought that the Phillies weren't pushing to win. He thought that they weren't a winning organization, even though they offered, I think they offered him like an eight year deal in like the hundred million dollar range, something like that. But he turned that down, said they weren't winning organization and he got traded to the Cardinals. But he's the reason why I have him in my top five is I grew up 
watching him. He was the first player that I loved watching, and that's Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland was my number number five favorite Philly, and I probably have Phillies fans saying that's a dumb thing to have, but he was the first Philly that I watched growing up. When I was a kid growing up, Scott Rowland was the best player on the team, probably next to Bobby Abreu, um, but Rowland was something that I looked up to, and I remember on one of my baseball cards, Scott Rowland was my favorite player on one of my things that I listed. Um, so yeah, Scott Rowland, number five. I honestly, recently uh, recently inducted the Hall of Fame. So honestly, can't blame you. I mean, I was my favorite player growing when I first started was a Hall of Famer. A lot of Phillies will blame you. Yeah. Phillies fans will blame you. Uh, yeah, a lot of Phillies say. fans will blame me. But the next guy on my list, a lot of Phillies fans will not be surprised by this. He is known as The Man by Harry Callis. As I'm saying this, Kev is trying to figure out who it is as before I say the name. Um, he is eligible for the Hall of Fame next year, and he is regarded as one of the best second basemen. Oh, there you go. One of the best second basemen of his, his time, but is he Hall of Fame worthy? But he's definitely regarded as probably everyone's favorite Philly player, a lot of people's favorite Philly player during the uh, early 2000s, mid-2000s, and that is Chase Utley. Chase Utley. Yeah. Um, I, I think for anyone who may be, uh, coming from the Yankee fans' perspective, I would compare it to maybe being like a, in terms of a favorite ball player, like a Bernie Williams sort of player. Yeah. Someone who's like really beloved by the fan base. Yeah. I mean, Utley never did anything wrong in any, in any sense. You know, he had the injury issues. We were frustrated with that. But he would always bust it out to first base every single time, never complain about anything. And he had that kind of Philly personality where, oh, who was it? It was uh, the pitcher for, it was in the playoffs during, uh, I think it was 2010. Um, I can't remember the pitcher, but it was a lefty for San Francisco. And he kind of threw over to first base and then um, kind of barked off to Utley. And Utley's like, looked at him like, what are you saying? And then Utley's like, yeah, whatever, like, F you, like, screw you, man. And and Philly fans just loved it. Obviously, when he won the World Series, world effing champions, like, that was kind of the culmination. Like, all right, he's he's one of us. So, but yeah, Chase Utley, number four. People will probably have him higher on the list, but I figured I'd have to have him on my list. I have a jersey of him. I love him. He's. I would probably go to his Hall of Fame ceremony if he got inducted. All right, number three, who is the only current player playing that is on my list? He didn't grow up and didn't, he wasn't in the organization when we started, but I have a, it's not, what's the word? What's the word for it? I have a inkling for this position just because I was part, I played it in high school. Um, but JT Romuto is my third favorite Philly, and he's my current favorite Philly. Over Utley. Over Utley. Interesting. Yes. So I love Utley, but I love it's this is just like a sense and everything. Like I loved Utley, but like I didn't follow him super closely. Because there's two other Phillies that I'll, I'll go on go on and explain. But J- I've just loved JT. He's honestly the best athlete on the team he can run just as fast as anyone other than trey turner probably and he can hit 25 home runs and he's fastest catcher in the league a catching position they don't run fast look at yadier molina he's obviously the slowest player in the league and then you got jt who can steal bases beat a ground ball at the first base and also throw at a guy because he's the quickest pop time in the major leagues 
Um, he's definitely having a down year this year. Um, I think just last year caught up with him because he played in so many games. Um, but I love JT. He's just he's just my type of player. So JT number three. Number two. He is one of the main reasons why the Phillies won in two thousand eight because he did not blow a save at all. But he did blow a save during the All Star game that year. And we had traded for him during the offseason to the from the Astros. And he was kind of hit or miss. He was known for giving up the home run to Albert Pujols uh, in the NLDS in 2005, I believe. I think it was 2005 or 2006. When he was with the Astros. When he was with the Astros, yes. Yeah. Uh, where Pujols tanked one over the freaking train tracks at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. Still, honestly, one of the farthest home runs I think I've ever seen. Um, but when he was with the Phillies, he was perfect. And that's why we needed him for the 2008 postseason run. Bradledge, my second favorite Philly. Um, he's he's loved, but I feel like he's not as loved as a lot of other players in during that time. I feel like you know a lot of the other players get a lot of the shine. I'll go through my honorable mentions later, but Bradledge is my number two, and that leads me to number one, who had two stints with the Phillies during his time. He is a no-nonsense guy. Anytime that he got the ball to pitch, he got the ball and threw it right away. Wasn't wasting any time. He'd be perfect in the pitch clock era. But we got him from the Cleveland Indians at the time in 2009 because Cole Hamels was struggling. And we were like, you know what? We got to go get another pitcher. And we went and got Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee is so much fun. He's... My all-time favorite Philly, and he really wasn't even a Philly for super long. He was a Philly for from trade deadline of '09 to that offseason, and then we traded him to get Doc in that three-team deal, and then the after that 2010 season because he got traded to Seattle first, then got traded to Texas during the deadline in 2010, and then he was a free agent. And it was between, apparently, the Yankees and the Phillies, from what I remember, to sign him. But he didn't want to go to the Yankees because he was treated poorly during the 09 World Series, and he loved Philadelphia. He said he loved it. And so he just, we signed a five-year, 125 deal with the Phillies in the offseason. Uh, so that was 2011 season. And as I remember it was Christmas. It was like Christmas Day when Cliff Lee signed. I remember that moment I was, I woke up and there was a post-it note on my door saying, cause we didn't have phones at the time. I didn't have a phone at the time. So I had a post-it note saying clearly five years, one twenty-five, back to the Phillies. It was Christmas. It was the best day. It was one of the best days that I've ever had. Obviously we didn't win the world series with him, which is a shame because 2011 we had the best team ever, but Cliffley, he just gets the ball and he throws it. He doesn't give a crap. He just throws it. He's a country guy. Like, and he, he could hit home runs. He would bust it out. Well, when he was pitching and hitting, like, ah, love Cliff Lee. Interesting list. Interesting uh, list, yeah. Again, these well, are not like my f- like best players. Like these are my uh, uh, f- these are my favorite players. Oh no, I'm aware of that. I'm surprised that there's a couple people that may have been omitted. One of which is Holiday. Yeah. So, I have honorable mentions. Doc is one of them. Chooch is another, and then Raul Ibanez is another that who you have a great connection to too, because he had some clutch moments for you as well. Yep. Yeah. 
So those are my honorable mentions. I like I love Utley or uh, I love Rollins and Howard, but in terms of like my favorite Phillies, like the other guys were my favorite. Like I love Rollins, I love Howard, um, Jason Worth, Victorino. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys. Ruiz. Chooch. Yeah, it's Ruiz. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Chooch okay. is his nickname. Oh, okay. um, Carlos Ruiz. But Hunter Pence. So I loved Hunter Pence when we got him, but as soon as he left and went to the Giants, I loathed Hunter <laughs> Pence. He was so annoying as a giant, but um, but yeah, that's my top five favorite Phillies of all time. Let me know in the comments of my Instagram, of the Instagram or whatever. Just shoot me a DM. I don't care. Tell me I'm wrong in something like that. But those are my favorite. They might not be the best, but those are my favorite Phillies of all time. Hmm. Interesting, sir. Yeah. Once again, yeah. Um, so, uh, so are you a little stitious? Just a little stitious. Just a little stitious. Just a little stitious. Okay. <laughs> well, as you know, I'm 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 not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Okay, good. Thank you for completing that. I'm. He is the office quotes guy. Him and a friend of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they just know it all, and they go to trivia nights, and they beat everyone pretty yep. much. Mm-hmm. Yep. One, two times so far. Yep. Okay. Look, move Dork. On. Yeah. Um, I, oh, you, you, okay. You have no room to talk. You no. you can win any trivia other than office pretty much. There's just general knowledge. Kev's got it. Which we haven't gone to a trivia, honestly. We should. No, we need to. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, you were telling me, what, there was one on Tuesdays? Yeah, there's one at Tuesdays at Workhorse. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should do that. Yeah. We should do it. We should. But um, I think baseball among the other sports that are out there is very ingrained with superstitions. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? No kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> and why? why is that? Why is baseball more than the other sports? You know, I mean, it's not like basketball or football or soccer don't have superstitions either. It seems like baseball is very specific ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you asking me a rhetorical question? Or? Yeah. Okay. So it's rhetorical. I'm not answering. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, th- I was kind of reading into it because it sparked my curiosity. It's mm-hmm. like, why, why do we have, like, you know, not stepping on the chalk lines or, you know, doing the same rituals every time you step up to the plate mm-hmm. kind of deal? Well, for one, baseball is a losing game. And what I mean by that is that there's the greatest chance of losing. Mm-hmm. I mean, think think of batting average, for instance. Yeah. No one in baseball history has ever had or finished a season with a 500 average. So every batter ever in the league is below the average. They fail most of the time. Um, and... Same thing with pitchers, I think, as well. Not to the same degree, but um, there's a great risk of, you know, giving up the home runs and laying the bases steal. And uh, and in su- with the thing with superstitions, too, is that baseball can also be a very anxious sport. No kidding. <laughs> well, maybe not as much. Look at Trey Turner. Yeah, look at Trey Turner. Exactly. Oh, my God. He he's your number six, right? He's my number six hitter. No, Phil, favorite Philly of all time. No, oh, no okay, no, no. I oh, mean, okay. I love Trey, but yeah. like, it's not. No. Anyway, yeah. anyway, let's get. We're in the junk ball section right now. Okay, yes. let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, 
And I think uh, superstitions in baseball is a way to calm batters' nerves and pitchers' nerves and everybody else's nerves. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you first, uh, since you grew up playing baseball, correct? did you have any superstitions of your own? Um, there's one that I would do kind of like, not like a ritual, but I know that every time that I would like, it would just have to be done. Anytime a ball was hit to me, I would like tap, like with my glove, I would hit my left thigh. Like I'm preparing to hit, to get the ball. That's pr- that's the one thing I can remember that I would do. And I didn't realize it until um, I was in high school. I was like, okay, I do this every time. And then it got in my head. I'm like, okay, I've got to do this every time now. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of others that I would do. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I didn't wear batting gloves when I was in high school just because I hated, but that's not necessarily superstition. Um my team sucked, by the way. Upper Marion. Gosh. Shout out to everyone. All the Upper Marion guys, if they're listening. Love you guys, but we were terrible. We They know it. Um, honestly, I can't think of... If I was superstitious about anything other than that. Um, oh. Um, I always have to have something on my left wrist. So it was hard for me as a pitcher. Like, it's just like... Even right now, like I have a wristband on my left wrist. That's a weird quirk about me. Like I have to have a watch or a wristband or something on my left wrist. Otherwise, I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. It's just a weird quirk. And I'm superstitious about it. I don't know. I just like whenever I have it, like I remember one time I was at work and I had didn't have anything on my left wrist. I was like, what the heck? I feel so off today. <laughs> and then I remember I got home. I'm like, oh, that's why. Like, so I remember, I remember growing up playing baseball i was like i didn't have anything on my left wrist when i was pitching because you can't have anything on your arms or but now you can yeah in college baseball they have like the freaking scouting report on their left arm i'm like this is bs i couldn't have any i couldn't have a freaking like like fake tattoo or something like that on my arm they they look like quarterbacks yeah (laughs) it's a joke anyway uh other than the slapping on the uh the left thigh and the thing on the left wrist um can't think of anything. Oh, okay. I would have to get out of the batter's box every time. And like I would take I would kind of like I'm trying to remember exactly. Like I do two times in the back right, oh, dig twice. No, even if it wasn't like uh even if it was didn't need to be dug twice. And then you tap the you tap the the plate and then I kind of like do like a swing, like a routine basically. And if I didn't do that, I was thrown off the at-bat. And I normally was a patient batter. I normally, like, I would walk. It pretty much was a walk, strikeout, or double. I didn't really do anything else. Kind of like Joey Gallo, almost. (laughs) Um, Like, I I know I had a high on base percentage in Legion, but I know my average was, like, like 200, but, like, my own base was, like, five, 600 or something like that. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Superstition. Did you have any superstitions? Um, I the only two that come to mind really is uh, when I would pitch, I wouldn't step on the line, which is a pretty common one. Oh, yeah, I didn't do uh, that either. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, another one is I, w- I would step out of the plate after each pitch, too. I would, like, spin the bat around in my hand. Okay. Sort of. I guess just to, like, relax me a bit. Yeah. Just like, okay. Okay. N- not exact. I wouldn't even, like, step out to, like, swing or do, like, a pat practice yeah. swing or fix my gloves. I would just do. No, no Mark Garcia Para. 
type. No, no, no. I, I'm pretty boring. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't have a ton of. That. I mean, I didn't have batting gloves to readjust. I was just like, all right, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah. so, so while we're not exactly uh, the voodoo guy from Major League, yeah, no, <laughs> Joe Boo. <laughs> um, great movie, a fantastic movie. Um, but there's plenty of superstitions in Major League Baseball, and some are more peculiar than others. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes. One that comes to mind for me is uh, good old Jason Giambi. Okay, I'm I'm ready to hear this. I don't know this one. So, whenever he would get into a slump, he would wear a golden thong under his uniform to break him out of it. What? Yep. And I believe, though I would have to look into it more to confirm this, but I believe he would... Uh, let others use it when they well, were in no, their slums. No, too. no, no. Okay. First off, the first question I have is did they wash it? Because obviously this thing's good luck. But if you wash it, so that's the thing. Like if you're playing well, you can't wash the stuff. Okay. That's one thing I didn't do. I did do. I didn't want, when I, after I pitched a good game, I didn't wash my, my jersey. I washed my pants or no. I don't remember. If, I know one tournament, like I played really, really well, and I was like, "I'm not watching this." I remember like the last game; it was dirt everywhere. I so my first question to Jason would be, "Did you wash this thing?" Because obviously, <laughs> if you wash it, the good luck's gone. Yeah. But if he's sharing it, I'm not. Sh- oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved Jason Giambi, though he was such a fun player to yeah. watch. Yeah, uh, we had uh, his uh, younger brother Jeremy uh, for a little bit, and he is yeah. not received well in philadelphia yeah i can't imagine what walking into that locker room would have been like after a game especially in that era where giambi had the mustache going oh yeah for a little bit oh, too <laughs> when he was with the yankees yeah gosh oh man that's disgusting <laughs> that's a great superstition but that's so yeah. disgusting um another one i heard of that was wade boggs he had a lot of superstitions was it this because he drank like 89 beers uh, no, but he was very peculiar about his pregame rituals. So yeah. I got a list, a couple of list of them here. So he ate chicken for every pregame meal and was even dubbed Chicken Man among his peers. Chicken Man. <laughs> uh, he drew the Hebrew word chai, meaning life, into the dirt before every at bat. Is he Jewish? Interesting. I didn't uh, know that. I, I don't know. Uh, he would wake up at the same time every day. All that's right. yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he would run sprints at seven seventeen p.m. Yeah, so that that I can relate to, um, or not me personally, but I read that Kershaw has a, it's like seven or like during his warm up or something like that. He's like out at like five twenty two, like he had like none of his times are like zero or five at the end. It's like random numbers that he's random times that he's going and doing it, and it's every single time he starts. Yeah. Like that's so weird. It's not that it's like a weird increments. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Pitchers are weird guys. Like I was a pitcher. Oh, like, yes. I was a weird guy. Like I, I was, uh, I was a very not intimidating guy, but I, I wasn't afraid to throw it off, like throw it up and in or something like that. And you know, and I wasn't afraid to mouth off the umpire either, which was not probably good as a pitcher. But if any of the guys know from Upper Marion, I had I was pretty vocal uh, as my time as a player. Um, mm. But yeah. But what do you think is more discussed? Well, this might not be a hard question. I'll just ask it anyway. Yeah, ask away. Would, would the Jason Giambi be wearing his unwashed golden thong or would the Puig licking his bat? What's more disgusting? Yeah. The thong. Okay. I'll lick my bat. 
Yeah. I would like the bat. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember he did He would that. like that's, his bat. Yeah. That's right. But there wasn't pine tar on it. No. No. Yeah, no. Because then you probably have, you probably get no, sick. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the barrel that he would lick. He wouldn't lick like anything near the hands or anything. No, it would be yeah. up on the bat. Yeah. So really, like, you're just getting a little bit of dirt and, you know, some of the leather from the ball, honestly. So yeah. probably, no, because the ball is touched. I don't know how germs travel. I'm not a not a scientist or whatever, but I feel like the, licking the bat would probably be a little bit, a little more sanitary, especially if they didn't, if they washed, even even if they washed the underwear. I'm not wearing someone else's, <laughs> especially a thong. I'm not doing that. Uh, can you imagine, yeah, like you said, can you imagine walking into the freaking Yankees clubhouse <laughs> and J- Jason Jami's giving a freaking golden thong to, <laughs> to, a- Derek to Derek Jeter to break out of his slump <laughs> and just Jeter's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just feeling it. Like, oh, oh they should have done a photo shoot. That's the, what they should have done. The A Rod one would have been interesting, I think. Yeah. Gosh, jeez. <laughs> let us know in the let us know in the comments which is more disgusting: licking the bat or wearing someone else's thong. Yeah. Well, I guess the amount of germs too is depending on how, like, what kind of lick you're doing. Are you looking like an ice <laughs> like an ice cream cone? <laughs> is it just like a a light lap? Like it? <laughs> or is it just like a? Eh, I don't know. I mean, Puig got into it. Like he used a lot of tongue. Like he was. Like, he was all down. God, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> the caption the caption for this thing is like, we talk about thongs and licking bats. Yeah. Like, come on. What the heck? This is definitely... Let's, let's, let's re- readjust here before we go off well, the rails. Well, it's a superstition. It's an important part of the game. Yeah. Well, it didn't work for Puig because Puig definitely fell off real quick. No. But it did work for Giambi, it, yeah, it did. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got f- over 400 home runs, right? Yeah. And he did pretty well for New York. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't recall if he did in Oakland, but... I remember it was a thing when he was in New York. I feel like he had to have got it when he started in Oakland, right? Gold. So in the oh, the A's were yeah, green sure. and gold and white. So yeah, true. I figure that. Yeah. Either that or he's really into wrestling. and probably was like, oh, Hulk Hogan probably would do this or something y- like that. You think Jason and Jeremy like traded? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> this is gross. Um, well, I mean, other than baseball players, too, fans have their superstitions as well. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, the one that comes to mind for me is the rally cap. Rally cap, yep. Mm-hmm. Rally cap. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out where it started. There's like there's like a general thesis as to where it yeah. started. It was with the Detroit Tigers in nineteen forty five. Really? Against the Cubs. Okay. Um, and they say, you know, they wore it during game seven and that's how they beat the Cubs. And the Cubs didn't make the World Series for what, seventy years after that? Wow. Well, that was the curse of the Billy Goat yeah, too Billy that Goat, same yeah. year. Oh, and that's, the same, that's right, the same year. It was the same year. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Um, oh, and it, it didn't, it was kind of underground for a while, and then it started back up more recently in the 60s and 70s, and now today it's a yeah. common sight. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it as much like I did like five, ten years ago. I feel like it's it's not as common. I feel like, well, there was the Rally Monkey in Anaheim. You see Rally Towels now yeah. but you can't have them be white because of the baseball like you got like the phillies one for white back in 08 but now they're red which right. i think is better i think the red looks a lot cooler yeah um yeah what was what was i gonna say there was something with the that the thing you just said the rally the, cap the, the rally cap um i can't remember Wait, so the players were wearing it like that or the fans were the fans were okay i would have been cool with the players were like all right let's let's try and they're all in the dugout just like all right let's try it um, in 1945. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh. I do have something that I can add. Can I add? So yes. 
the Phillies back in uh, 2021, I believe, they had uh, Brad Miller on their team, and uh, they had a bamboo plant that they would tr- take with them because they started playing well with when they had it, and they've just brought the bamboo plant. It's called what they brought it everywhere in the locker room, the way of visiting and everything. And then eventually Brad Miller got Bamboo Brad as his team name, as his nickname. And like it was just some weird thing. Like they decided to bring a freaking bamboo plant around with them. And that was good luck for them. It's just it's weird things like that that get yeah. people going. Yeah. I mean baseball I guess is just a weird sport in general. It has its own culture yeah. to it. I think because it's been around for so long and there's been so many culture changes, like basketball, you've really only had like three, four types of like generations of players. Like you had the you know, where it was pretty much only the white guys playing and then when they uh you got Wilt joining and everything, then you start getting like some of the better players joining um in like the sixties. And the merger with the ABA and the NBA, um, and then Jordan, and then now, pretty much, yeah. Like kind of. Whereas baseball, you've had guys since eighteen seventy eighteen first year eighteen eighty six or seventy six earlier than that. I think eighteen seventies seventies. Yeah, with the Braves and the uh, Cincinnati. Um, those are the first two teams, I think. Right. Pretty sure Cincinnati was yeah, one of them. Yeah, since the red, they were the Red Stockings. Red Stockings, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot more time and a lot more just different turnovers with it. I mean, you had that, and then you go to pretty much. I think the next version would be Babe Ruth in like the Yankees era. Yeah. yeah. So there's more time for just more things to happen and superstitions and and changes along the league uh, for players to adapt than other sports. I mean, the NFL has only been, I mean, popular for the last thirty years. 30, 40 years? Like 40, 50 years, yeah. yeah. Actually, you're probably right. It really started, I think, in the 60s yeah. with the AFL coming up, and then yeah. they merged, and it yeah. took off It's there. Yeah, it's now the biggest by far. Um, but yeah. Anything else superstition-wise? Um, do you think the Phillies should uh, integrate the wave as a superstition oh for their games? Oh, gosh. Don't get me talking about the wave. That's that's going to be the other thing that we have a podcast on is dumb things in baseball that fans are involved in, like things that need to be get rid of, things we need to be get rid of in baseball. The wave, okay. Do you want to hear my full thing on the wave? Is that, was this, was that what you wanted to get me doing right now? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's why I tried to transition right. there. The wave is unacceptable 99% of the game. If the game is a close game within two or three runs and you're doing the wave in the third or fourth inning, go home. Go home. Like, you're not there for the baseball game. You're there. The Pay attention to the game. If you're not paying attention to the game, just leave. Get out of there. Now, if there's a blowout and it's like sixth, seventh inning and it's like 10 nothing, that my I think my I set my rule it's ten runs. It's a ten run lead, and you know you just have some fun just because this obviously not having fun watching the game. Then you can do the wave. I have no problem with it. I know Jeff Passan uh, is on. Or is it Passan or Passan, the ESPN guy? <laughs> Either way, heck if I know that guy, yeah. the ESPN um, editor writer for baseball for ESPN. He said that the wave was an abomination on Twitter about a year ago, and I was like, wow. I can't believe that. I agree with him. It is an abomination when it is a close game. I remember when we were at the game, uh, it was the Yankees-Phillies game. Yeah. The guys to a right of us, it was a close game. It was like it two, was. two, three runs probably. Yeah. And the guys to the right of us wanted to start the wave. And I'm like, no, 
and he's trying to get everyone riled up and like start the wave. And I'm like, I, I literally am like, I don't know if I stood up, but I'm like, no, don't join him. Don't join him. I was so like in my head. I'm like, watch the freaking game. But, but we stopped it. We stopped I it. Yeah, it we stopped it because there were people that were like, no, we're not gonna like. They like looked at us for like almost like peer pressure. Almost all it takes is one, my friend. Yeah, one man to stand up. Yeah. and everyone else follows. They did try to start it again later in the game, I believe, and yeah. failed again. Yeah, I'm not as passionate about the wave as you are, but yeah. I'm I'm not a huge fan of it's it either. Just so dumb. Pay attention to the game. You're there to watch the game. You're not like I. I don't mind like taking me out to the ball game. That's fine. I love that. Like all the other stuff, the wave is dumb. The wave is dumb. Pay attention to the game. Pay attention to the game. <sighs> Got me all riled up. Good. Gosh, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was good. Superstitions wise, you got? Do you have more? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, there's plenty more I could bring up, but yeah, those are kind of just the highlights. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, there's a. Do the Yankees have any? I like mean, they, like they, players or yeah like or just like the fans or anything. I know they do. I mean, necessarily like a superstition, but they do like that. Um, they do the uh, they call out the players' names. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that that that's like a tradition. Yeah, let's yeah, say they after the first pitch, you kind of go around to each player yeah. and call out their names, and the players, you know, return. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's Joe DiMaggio. He would always step on second base on his way to center field. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's kind of kind of like a reverse of don't step on the pitcher's mound, yeah. A Rod. Yeah, um. <laughs> Dallas Braden. Yeah, he sure guys. He got more than his fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah. Um, Moises Alou uh, didn't believe in wearing baseball gloves either, so to toughen up his hands, he admitted to urinating on them. Oh yeah, no, I didn't do that in high school. Nope, nope, no, no, no. You I didn't? just I just had calluses. Like my hands were rough, really, all through high school. Like, I don't even, I, this was something that I really should have done, but I didn't even really use bat grit, like a bat tape or anything. I just used like athletic tape for my, for my grip. And I probably, probably why I had so many freaking blisters. And because you weren't peeing on them. No, that's not it at all. That's disgusting. (laughs) Well, it's like if you get stung by a sea urchin, right? Aren't you supposed to pee on it? It helps you feel better. I, I I have no clue. I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> I do that. I don't know if I'm paying on it. Um, let's see. Uh, Richie Ashburn, former Philly. Former Philly. Uh, he used to sleep with his bat. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of players doing that. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm trying like this is slowly bringing up my high school time yeah. and everything. Uh, Jason Grilly, Gree, Gr- Grilly, Grilly. Yeah. He glued a Ken Griffey Jr. baseball card to a Nolan Ryan card and would pitch with it in his shoe. Wow. That's dedication. So he's trying to be like the best of both worlds, like one of the best pitchers and one of the best hitters, even though he was a pitcher. Yeah, so on the days they pitched, Nolan Ryan was face up in the shoe. <laughs> that's pretty good. That, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and if it, and if he wasn't <laughs> pitching, the Griffey car would be face up. <laughs> and this is his quote. I guess I thought I would somehow absorb their abilities, gain some use of their superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh my goodness. Um Willie Stargell would not use a Louisville Slugger model bat with his name. Uh, it had to be another player's model bat. Yeah, I have heard. Um, I have heard um, players choose like deciding to use the other bats just for a while. Let's see. Yeah, there's a uh, Jim Leland who didn't wash his underpants. What is with these guys? In underwear? <laughs> what is with these guys in underwear? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I. 
when I was in high school or Legion, whatever it is, like there were definitely times where I didn't wash my uniform. But for the love of God, I washed <laughs> my compression pants and the, like anything that was underneath. That's disgusting. Well, he won over seventeen hundred games in his career, so I guess it worked. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He, no wait, did he win a World Series? Jim no. Leland? Yeah, yeah, with Detroit. No six. No, the Cardinals won that year. That's right. That's right. He did manage them to that World Series. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. What am I thinking of? He did win a World Series. Yeah. So he seems to be a guy that would adopt superstitions when they start to go on a streak. Yeah. So according to what I'm seeing here, in 2011, he smoked a cigar at some point during one of the team's winning streaks and decided to smoke one every day until they lost. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. He also started wearing the same baseball socks every day at some point during the streak, along with the same pair of underwear. Oh, my gosh. I will wear these underwear until we lose. I can tell you that right now, and they will not be washed, and I don't give a bleep. Who knows it? So uh, I, I hope to be one of those old men someday. Yeah, we pretty much already are. Yeah. Um, 97 Marlins. That's that's who Jim Lynn won. That's true, what, true. That's who it was. It, I was... It. I was blank. I, he was I, a manager for the Pirates too back in the day. Yeah, I always think that that Detroit team won the World Series. That that they probably should have. Like I think like they the, were better than the Cardinals. Like were. that 06 to like 2013 team, like when they started when the when they get Miggy. A little bit after 06 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like whenever they had Miggy, I was like, they they should have won. They yeah. should have, absolutely should have. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, Jim Leland won in '97 with the Marlins. Uh, let's see. I'll just go off with one more. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then we can move on to our my hot take. Yeah. And end the podcast. Yep. Uh, so there's the pitcher Turk Wendell, who played between 1999 and 2004. Mm-hmm. Wendell was never without four pieces of black licorice shoved into his mouth while pitching. Four pieces. Yeah. After an inning ended, he would jump kangaroo style over the foul line and into the dugout where he would spit out the licorice and immediately start brushing his teeth. Then it would start all over again. What the heck? This Wendell, is a weird one. Wendell. <laughs> I would be so hungry from the licorice. I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to eat it. Wendell also wore the claws and teeth of animals that he had personally killed as a good luck charm and insisted that the umpire roll the ball to the mound rather than simply throw it to him. Okay. That's Whenever he began a new inning, Wendell would turn and wave to the center fielder and wait for him to wave back before proceeding. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fun. And whenever his catcher stood, Wendell would crouch down. He wore number nine in honor of uh, Wild Thing Vaughn, Charlie Sheen's character in Major League. Why didn't he just? Why didn't he just wear number ninety nine? No, he wore ninety nine. Oh, I thought you said nine. Sorry. Oh, I thought I said ninety nine. My bad. And then lastly, he, he would later sign a three-year 9999999999 contract with the Mets after telling his agent, if I could ever get all nines, let's do it. So I think out of all the players I've seen so, so far, this guy is definitely the most interesting. <laughs> yeah, let's end on this guy, Turk Wendell. Turk Wendell. When did he play? I, I feel like he played during like, It says 99 to 2004. Yeah. Uh, what, only five years? Uh, Dang! I wish this guy was in. Wish this guy was like a Hall of Famer. He'd be a great story. Well, Baseball Reference says ninety three to two thousand four. Okay, he played for the Cubs, the Mets, the uh, the Phillies, 
Wait, what? In 2001 and 2003. Okay, yeah. Was he lefty? Uh, No, he was a righty. Career, okay. career stats, 36 and 33 with a 3.93 ERA. Not terrible. Serviceable. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Serviceable. Hey, that black licorice and jumping like a kangaroo and waving a center fielder, it worked for him. Got got that $9,909 deal. <laughs> good. Jeez. All right. That's enough of the superstition stuff. All right. Thank you, uh, Turk Wendell. What, Turk Wendell? Turk Wendell? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, anyway, thank you for closing out the junk ball section of our podcast and uh now we're going to move on to our last section as we close out the podcast it's my turn for a hot take our hot takes haven't been super great this year in terms of coming true tim and bay one that i had earlier not looking good yeah my yankees winning the division is not looking that great either no the angels one still could happen they they it could happen they for me that was uh they're gonna make the playoffs and they're gonna make it to the championship series that could still happen because they're buying. They're keeping Otani. Trout's coming back. That could still happen. Anyway, to go along with the playoffs type of topic right now that we just talked about, I think that a wild card team will win the World Series this year. Not the Angels? I don't know. But I just think that a wild card team is going to win the World Series. And obviously right now the Braves are Braves and the Astros are the two favorites right now. And I think the Astros are winning their division. I don't the Rangers won last Rangers? Okay. So Rain, the, Rangers are ahead by a game. Okay. So if the Astros were a wild card team, yeah, then that's a good chance. But I think that I don't think it's gonna be the Astros. I don't think it's gonna be the Braves. I don't think it's gonna be the Dodgers. I think it's going to be another wild card team. I don't think it's going to be the Phillies either. I don't think the Phillies have what it takes to win. But I think, let's see, if I can name the like, I don't think it's going to be an NL team. I think it's going to be an AL because I think that I think what it's going to be is the Rangers are going to end up being the wild card team, and I think the Orioles, uh, or the Orioles will probably win the division. No, Orioles are winning the division by two games right now. Okay, they're yeah. hot. Yeah, they're hot. I'm rooting for the Rangers and the Orioles, but I think the wild card team is going to win win the World Series. That's my hot take. I mean, it's not super hot as it used to be because, I mean, look, last year the Phillies were in it. Um, and there was a stretch for, like, the wild card team was actually in the World Series every year. But I could see your prediction coming true primarily because there's not really a team right now other than Atlanta yeah. that's pulling away in their division. Yeah, that's true. Most of these races are pretty close. Yeah. So it's all right. It's a lukewarm take today instead of an actual hot take. Lukewarm yeah. today. Yeah. So like even if say Baltimore does win their division, yeah, there's a good chance that Tampa is gonna win the wild card. Yeah. And Toronto's also in there, and then you have Houston. And if Houston doesn't get in, there's also the Rangers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I really hope the Rangers make it. Oh wait, are there ain't are the Astros? Do they have the third best record in the ML, in the AL right now? Behind the O's and Rangers, uh, they're behind the Rangers or behind Tampa and Baltimore, so they're fourth. Okay, so they they have the third wild card spot, their second wild card spot. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's Tampa, Houston, and Toronto for the wow. three wild card. So teams. In, in equivalent, the Phillies are the equivalent of the Astros in the and the because with a second wild card spot. That's so weird. Yeah. 
it's still a close race in the AL East. Oh yeah, so. both both races are going to be yeah. Like, there's five teams, five six teams in each race, pretty much. That I mean, because the Cubs got hot, they're bu- they bought at the deadline. Um, and who else at the? You see, got the Giants, Phillies, uh, Cincinnati Reds, Diamondbacks, uh, and Cubs. Right now, I think right. It's San Francisco. Are you talking about wild card? Yeah. Uh, it's San Francisco, Philly, and Milwaukee. The NL Central oh, would be oh, good, oh, right? Oh, oh, yeah, because Cincinnati's ahead right now? Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay. They're ahead by a half game. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It, this uh, August, September is going to be a lot of good baseball. Yeah. By a lot of good – like, they're, like some of the teams are okay teams. There's some teams that will pull away. I think it will be more the veteran teams. Like, look at the f- – the Phillies are starting to play a little bit better, like over the course of, of the Diamondbacks are falling apart a little bit because they've they're a little bit younger. Um, and there was another young team that seemed to be struggling a little bit. I can't remember, but anyway, I think that it'll be a fun time with with uh, the playoffs coming up, and we'll definitely have some podcasts about the playoffs and probably our predictions for for that. But um, you know who is struggling right now? The Yankees. Yes. Yeah. But there's also another New York team struggling. Oh, why have we not talked about this? The Mets are imploding. It is like it's the best thing ever. The fact that Scherzer, Verlander, Canna, uh, Robertson, uh, who else? Fam, and there's one other. There's one other. They traded one more guy. Who was the other guy that they traded? Who was the other guy that traded? Anyway, they traded six guys, and oh, it's so great to see them. We, so we were talking about this earlier in the year. Uh, the Verlander Scherzer yep. duo is going to be could thing. and great or disaster, and it's and very it, much a disaster. And it really right wasn't now. like Verlander and Scherzer's fault. Like Scherzer had a Scherzer's uh, not pitching great, not pitching great, but no. Verlander started pitching pretty well towards the end. But he had injury a little bit. But the Mets are just. They're bad. Well, well, you saw what Scherzer was saying about the Mets right when he talked to the GM. Yeah, so they're not going to plan to be competitive next year. It's kind of a transition year, yeah. um, and then twenty twenty five would be the competitive. They got a lot of good prospects that they got back from the trades, but I saw a rumor today that they are thinking about possibly trading Pete Alonso in the offseason because he's a free agent in, after next season, and to be competitive, you know, do you really want to put? Two hundred million dollars into a first baseman. That do you want to clean house that badly? I feel like you should still at least have one guy. Left. Well, they'll have Lindor and um, who's a center fielder? Who's uh, freaking? Gosh, I hate him so much. What's his name? Um, he he runs so weird. What's his freaking name? What's the center fielder for the Mets' name? Oh my god, I gotta look this up. I'm sorry. This this has gotta wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're very knowledgeable on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Do, well, do, do, do you see this? Well, He's he's weird. He always runs his freaking always runs New York Mets. Guy that runs weird. Just look that up. Right. Uh, center fielder. Oh. What's his name? Active roster. My God. Google, you gotta be better than this. So while he's looking that up, um I will break down Brandon Nimmo. God I hate him. Ugh. He he's locked up for five, six years, and then Lindor's locked up. So you have those guys, and their catcher, Alvarez, is young and pretty promising. Um, so you have some, but you also have a lot. Like, Lindor's getting paid $300 million. Uh, Nimmo's got 160 on his deal or something like that. So you have definitely some pot commitments, but and you got Edwin Diaz locked up for four more years for 
So it'll be interesting to see how yeah. it touches when he gets back. I think they have it. I think they have it planned right where next year will be like, all right, transition year, and then they have they're banking on probably some prospects panning out, and then maybe they sign. Who's gonna be a free agent that that off season? There's probably gonna be a couple big free agent guys, but yeah. I mean, it's the Mets. They're gonna met. And this is great. I, yeah, it's it's uh, so good. It's so much I, fun. I think that's a more positive ending yes. the to Mets, our podcast. The Mets suck, and it's great, and the world is okay. They're bad, and we haven't really talked about the AL Central, but no one it's really okay. cares about it. It's that okay. Division. The Mets suck. That's all yeah. that matters. That's all, all right. that matters. All, all right. right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on another edition of the Junk Baller Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys.